Welcome to Inside Michigan Business Podcast. This episode is made possible by Dell for Startups, providing solutions for all of your startup needs at special savings. Check out Dell's top business class PCs and accessories and register at startupnation.com forward slash Dell to save on Dell's awesome lineup of best-in-class laptops, monitors, and accessories. Okay, welcome to Inside Michigan Business. I'm your host, Jeff Sloan. When you think of innovation and tech startups and incubators and accelerators here in the state of Michigan, one naturally thinks of Ann Arbor or maybe Detroit as epicenters of those activities. And while the bulk of that activity may indeed be taking place primarily in those areas of our state, there's more to the story. Who knew? But the Upper Peninsula, specifically in Marquette, Michigan, has been active in this area as well. And today on Inside Michigan Business, we're highlighting the Innovate Marquette Smart Zone program with our guest, CEO of the program, Joe Teal. Joe, welcome and thanks for being on with us. First, before we learn about the program you run, we'd love to learn a little bit about you, Joe, and your background. You've been an entrepreneur yourself and now you're helping other entrepreneurs making their dreams come true. Joe, tell us what led you to this amazing career opportunity. Yeah, you bet. Um, so my whole entire career has been um, incubation, acceleration, and launch and scale of companies. I've been, you know, for 17 years I've been been doing it. You know, from my early childhood, actually, it was an innovator. Um, you could ask my parents, you know, and as a young kid, I'd be tearing everything apart and breaking it all down and figuring it all out and getting it all back together. And I've been, you know, creating innovation since a very young age. Also, I have a huge love for this region, attending school here and understanding the region and knowing living here and, and wanting to get back here. So in the combination of my whole entire working career and, you know, all the way back to my childhood being tied to innovation, but also my love for the area and wanting to, to be back here. I feel I'm really suited to be very passionate about this um, and be very, very passionate to help this community be put on the map for, for innovation and for entrepreneurship. I think it's really exciting. First of all, it's exciting to hear that someone really understands their calling but also lands in a position that is in concert with that calling. And clearly you have, and I think that's uh, incredibly exciting. Did you grow up in the UP or downstate and then move to Marquette? Yeah, I grew up in Trevor City. I lived my whole entire life there. My four children still reside there. And I uh, went to school, high school there. Then when I came up to college, that's when I came up to the UP. Um, but always my whole entire life, um, I lived in Trevor City, even up until my last venture. About two years ago, when I moved up here, I actually sold a company that was in Ann Arbor. But my career path took me throughout the state and actually throughout the world. Um, I spent a lot of time in Warren, Michigan, down in the Detroit area. I'm working for about five years there, doing a bunch of really great innovation. We've had some amazing mentorship in that region. Um, worked for a number of years in Ann Arbor, in Brighton area, and then finally got my opportunity to kind of my last calling, which is this this role in in, in this organization, kind of my my last uh, career path, I believe. And you found your place. And, and Joe Teal, you're the CEO of Innovate Marquette Smart Zone. So tell us about the organization, what its mission is, what its purpose is, and who you serve. Yeah, ultimately, the mission of the organization was created by the MEDC, Michigan Economic Development Corporation, to create an innovation hub that's one of 21 throughout the state. You know, they go all the way down from southeast Michigan, down by you guys, all the way up to the top of the UP here. And, and those, those innovation hubs work with university partners, private businesses, government agencies, and nonprofits to put together an innovation ecosystem with all the resources there to promote 
innovation, not only in new startups, which is a huge part of our business, in tech-scalable startups, to get through incubation and acceleration, to work with local businesses to you know, develop and create innovation within those local businesses to help them expand and grow, to attract and recruit new businesses, tech businesses to the region, but also to now work with angel investors and, and VCs to recognize the opportunities um, coming out of the smart zones for commercializations of technology. So there are many paths of how I'm an entrepreneur, just to break this down, just uh, for those listening who want to understand if this might be for me, either a budding entrepreneur or an entrepreneur that's got a company off the ground, but really needing to accelerate it. There are many paths to do that. I could do it on my own. I could seek investor help, partner with other companies, et cetera. Or I could go through an incubator, which provides kind of this uh, package of services that I could take advantage of to help me really get started and grow in a way that really works. And so um, tell us what kinds of things an incubator could and should do for me in general. And then let's talk about any specifics or uniquenesses to your program. Right. In general, incubator is when you take a napkin drawing or an idea and take it all the way to where you've got a, a very, very developed business plan with a pitch package on whether you're going to license a product, whether you're going to seek investment, or whether you're going to look at um, friends and family or partnerships to expand your business. What's cool about our location is we have two entities here, actually. So I'm the CEO of Innovate Market Smart Zone. I'm also the executive director of Inventa NMU. Inventa NMU is our incubator, and Innovate Market Smart Zone is our accelerator. So you know, we're really focused on, you know, product development and new products, but our location has a, a whole multitude of other economic development organizations in it. So we have um, InvestUP and Lake Superior Community Partnership and many others in our building. So basically, if you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a Main Street business, low-tech, no-tech, cottage industry, high-tech scalable, or a product idea, we have all the resources in one building here to be able to satisfy your needs and get you through that process. And the first phase of that really is identifying what the business is and what it does. So you have your mission, vision, essential considerations to your launch. You want to start doing some customer discovery early on and really identify what your MVP is going to be. Why is your business unique? Where do you fit in the marketplace? What's your basic competition is? And can you protect your idea? That's really that first phase. And so, we coined that the make it process. So basically make it, make it work, make it well, make it for all. And that, and that first phase is really that first phase of innovation is identifying the business what it is. Second phase is um, you know, make it work. In other words, what is, are you going to build a prototype? What does the business look like? How are you going to protect it? Are you going to protect it through IP? Are you going to protect it through trade secrets? And then you continue on with your, your customer discovery and see you push that. And then that really drives you into a really um, detailed pitch and business plan, and that kind of that kind of rounds out our incubation process here. Um, to be, you know, to get access to that incubation resource, you know, we have a pretty robust validation process. Um, we always want to be giving feedback to entrepreneurs in the early, early stage, and then all the way through the whole entire process to ensure their success. So we go through a quick explore process and the validation prior to the incubator to give a really good detailed feedback and, and, and a really solid plan roadmap for the entrepreneur so they know what to expect as they go through the process. And then they go into the incubation. And when they get done with incubation, at that point, um, we make a determination with the, with the entrepreneur. Do you guys, are you going to launch the product through licensing? Are you going to try to you know build manufacturing around? Are you going to go looking for investment? And, and are you going to go through partnerships? And that kind of pushes them into that next phase. Generally, in our organization, we have about 60 entrepreneurs 
that get accepted into our incubator per year, and between 10 to 12 that go through our acceleration process. So wait, tell me, I just want to understand the breakdown specifically between the incubator and the accelerator. Right, so the incubator, which is Inventa NMU, is you come into the organization with an idea, whether it be a business idea, or product idea, or tech skill, whatever idea, and we, we provide you all the resources you need to get that idea vetted out and get it to the point where you've got a really solid idea of what a business plan is going to look like, what your performance is going to look like, and, 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 what, and have a really good pitch on your idea. Right. So a lot of pre-launch focus and activity. Yes. Okay. Yep. And, and then once you make it into the accelerator, so the first phase is make it, make it work, like understand what it is. Okay. Second is make it well and make it for all, so scale. So at that point, you're looking so you look, for instance, you make that bridge point, there's about a six-month window of time to really identify what the business is and, and, and pre-launch. And then really identifying how am I going to launch and scale this business? What, you know, what's my capital planning? And what's my partnership landscape look like? What's my, what's my additional IP that I may be able to capture through partnerships? And then designing and developing the product, if it's a product-based idea or business idea, to, to be able to then be efficient enough to scale at some point. And what's my capital look like for the process? That's the acceleration side. Got it. You know, two, two distinctive yep. transitions from you know, a, you know, really a lot of groundwork and legwork, and then to, okay, I've got my idea, and I know what I want to do, and I know where I'm at in the market. Now i got to get everybody on board with me to scale it up and get, and get out in the marketplace and generate revenue as fast as possible. It's the acceleration side. Okay. So, you know, things don't come free in life. This is incredible value. What does it, in effect, cost me? Well, it depends on the complexity, really, and how much work the entrepreneur wants to do. So we have a student team that we hire of interns from uh, NMU, Northern Michigan University, that works the Invent to NMU side. So depending on, um, on the incubator side, depending on how complex the idea is and how much work the entrepreneur can do, it, it, it can range anywhere from a few hundred dollars to tens of thousands of dollars, right? So there's a, quite a bit of range there. Um, and then on the accelerator side, when we pick it up, you know, that's going through Innovate Market Smart Zone. So there isn't a cost. If you make it to the accelerator and we and we take you from, you know, from your idea to scale, um, we, we provide all those services in-house for you. So there can be some cost in incubation, but a lot of times the entrepreneurs, you know, through coaching can do majority of that work on their own and we guide them through the process. And, and essentially, if you're, if you're a very dedicated entrepreneur who is willing to put the time forth at this, you could spend a few hundred dollars and, and, and take an idea from a concept all the way, you know, all the way to a, to a scalable product. That's incredible. Now, does this serve typically just people in the local community? And if I'm not in the local community, but I want to be part of the program, A, can I be? And B, do I have to have physical presence? Do I have to be in Marquette in order to take advantage of the program? Right. So the MEDC and all the smart zones throughout the state, we have an agreement between the smart zones, which is a grant that the MEDC set up called the Gateway Grant. So our smart zone is really focused on sustainable tech, accessible tech, and creative tech. So those are pretty broad strokes of technology. And in the sustainable tech side, we're really focused on remediation, remediation tech, and sustainable materials. And the accessibility side, we're talking about outdoor rec tech and accessibility to our outdoor recreation resource for all. And then the creative tech side, we're really talking about the creative capital. So we are becoming known for the smart zone that provides a lot of resources and expertise in those types of technologies. So if you're out there in the state of Michigan, you're looking for a support in those, we can support you from anywhere in the state. 
we also have a, a you know, UP-centric and Marquette-centric focus on um, cultivating new ideas and, and supporting those as well. So you could be in Detroit or you could be in Grand Rapids or you could be in any of the smart zones or you could be in Marquette looking for you know, med tech or something. And you go into your local smart zone and you say, hey, I've got this idea in this particular space. The smart zones collaborate back and forth. So we can service anybody. But on the Inventa NMU side, on the product development side, we do service people from throughout the country. We've had you know entrepreneurs come in from you know New York and from you know sub the southern states to access the resources and pay for those resources. So you know the Innovate Marquette Smart Zone is dedicated to the state of Michigan and it's dedicated to the Marquette community for scalable tech and creating jobs in our community. But those ideas can come from anywhere around the state, and we're working with a lot of entrepreneurs from around the state. On the incubator side, you can actually come from anywhere around the country. All right. So it sounds like an amazing program. It's a great vision the MEDC has and a great program that they've laid out. And you guys are all doing good work. Tell us about some of the stories of success. You know, are there notable success stories now that have graduated through the program and gone on to become a viable business? And if so, can you give us some examples? You bet. So Swim Smart Tech, Jacob Soder is the founder of that. It's a, it's a beachfront safety technology. They're, you know, they've installed Ludington, Manistee, Frankfurt, um, other um areas around the beach and what they did is they took our manual beachfront flag system which is a red yellow and green flag system they've automated that turned it into with an led lighting system and tied it in with NOAA, um which is a national uh, weather uh, uh, organization to do real-time updates for beachfront conditions for swim safety um that was launched from between a partnership between us and uh, another smart zone and, and Jacob's company now is expanding and growing. They're working on a, a pretty large state grant, and they're actually in, in uh, joint venture conversations with the company um, down in southern Michigan to um, have a, a much larger production base and, and, be, and begin to scale. So that's one great example um, that, that's come out. We also have MedPro's chair, which is Britta Carlson. She's CEO, a single mom, an amazing entrepreneur in the local region who has created a – her company was highlighted. And if you look at the MEDC's homegrown talent, she was also one of the – um, companies highlighted the uh, Better Business um, uh, Awards ceremony um, a couple months ago. And she created a document download platform for medical professionals. So you may have heard of Teachers Pay Teachers, which is a document download, document share program for educators, for curriculum. She created a very complex, great platform um, for medical professionals to create content and have that content downloaded. And, and, and decentralize that. And she's she's off. She, we're having a um, ribbon cutting with her and at her location, and, and she's got a number of staff members there as well. So those are two notable ones that would be recognized statewide. And we have a whole bunch more um, in the wings right now um, that you know I can't talk about publicly right now, but you'll see them emerging out. We got about nine other uh, high tech scalable tech uh, startups um, in our accelerator right now. They're just about ready to to, to break ground and, and get out of the commercial space. And you recently published an article. Here you are in Marquette. Those are some great examples, by the way, and we appreciate that. I want to talk about life in Marquette. Curious about that. You know, there's not very many of us who have lived and worked in the Upper Peninsula or thought about doing that. I'm curious to know about any uniquenesses there. And then you recently published an article, The Challenges of Rural Entrepreneurship. And I want to touch on some of the key points you've made in that article as well, kind of defining the life of an entrepreneur in northern Michigan or in any given area qualifying as a rural entrepreneurial area? Right. You know, it's funny. I, I used to joke about it, but I mean, take the coolest place you've ever been and then times it by five and you've got Marquette. Right. That's what I'm saying. 
Um, I, I, I honestly think Marquette um, is, is just set and ready um, for amazing um, things to happen over the next few years in terms of innovation and rural entrepreneurship. Now, yes, there are challenges um, in rural entrepreneurship, and, and many of those challenges historically, um, you know, rural areas, they chose entrepreneur, people in rural areas chose entrepreneurship because it was like the only option, right? Um, and then now with a huge influx of federal funds and state funds into rural innovation and the opportunity for remote work, we're finding that many of our traditional um, entrepreneur ecosystems or innovation hubs around the country are kind of you know, migrating into more rural regions and we're seeing that happen. I think that's what Center of Rural Innovation is seeing and we're seeing here. Life in Marquette is amazing. Um, I can literally leave my office downtown Marquette in my car or on my bike and be in minutes, be in some of the most pristine um, outdoor recreation environments in the country. Um, and, we, and we talk about that here a lot in Marquette. You know, there's this, there's this stigma that, you know, Marquette's this rural in the middle of nowhere kind of place, and it's actually right. not. Right. You know, we are one of the leaders, leaders in the country in terms of broadband and broadband access in Marquette County. I live about 25 minutes north in, in Big Bay, which is, in most people's mind, the middle of nowhere, population of 450 people, and I have high-speed, you know, fiber at my house. Um, they've done a great job of that. Um, you know, the city, um, if you look at what they were just awarded the Mind Next City project, chosen as one of those cities uh, to be in that project, which is millions of dollars influx for technology and innovation. Um, we're fully walkable city, um, and we're right on the lakeshore. We have miles of unimpeded lakeshore right in front of my window right now. I'm looking out at it. Um, miles of, of unimpeded, unimpeded lakeshore where we can access that at all times. So we kind of talk about it up here, like, you know, we love this high tech. We love having the ability to be in a very, um, you know, high tech environment in, in, in a space here where we can innovate freely and be open to that. But, you know, at the next moment, we can be in the middle of, the middle of nowhere, fully disconnected from technology and just living life and, and, and all the benefits, the physical benefits and, 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 and the emotional and spiritual benefits of that. So, I've traveled literally around the world. I've been in almost every continent. I've been to all wow. the places that everybody talks about. It's, it's yeah. the most amazing. I've literally circumvented the earth, you know, almost 20 times in my career. And I always wanted to come back here. And I, I got the opportunity to do it. And I took that, took the opportunity. And it's just, to me, it's the most amazing place I've ever, I've ever been. Um, because of the, because of the environment, because of the history, because of the heritage here and the culture. Um, but also that ability to be on both sides of that spectrum of just this cutting edge high tech and, and then moments later be, you know, in pristine wilderness where I can just totally disconnect and, and um, you know, and then be free of it. Joe, it's incredible. You not only found your calling in life in terms of your career position, but you also found it in the place where you clearly love more than any other. It's amazing. You bet. It's a dream come true, honestly. I've been, my whole life, I've, you know, I've always been very positive and have believed that, you know, I was on this path and then felt very honored to be a part of it and, and had a lot of faith in it. And, and it's all come to fruition now. And I'm just, I, you know, I'm, I'm really honored. Yeah. Now, so that's Marquette and it is not, I mean, you know, I kind of lumped the two things together. Tell us about rural entrepreneurship and tell us about Marquette, but certainly Marquette is a city by any measure, really a happening place for reasons you just said and all the rest. It's really though, once you get outside Marquette, that's when you get into the rural areas. And I know you wanted to talk about the Center for Rural Innovation and, and other things relating to rural entrepreneurship. I know in your article, you mentioned that rural areas still constitute 97% of America's landmass, which by the way, I could start and stop right there. That makes me happy. That makes me smile. Who would know? I didn't know that. That's incredible. But rural entrepreneurs 
only make up about 20% of the American population, and they have unique requirements and unique needs and other things in order to facilitate and foster their entrepreneurial dreams. I know this is subject matter near and dear to your heart. Tell us about the Center for Rural Innovation and anything else you want to share with respect to uh, the uniquenesses of rural entrepreneurship. You bet. You know, one thing is to talk about the entrepreneurship in rural regions. You have a mindset throughout our region in the UP, this creative mindset to tackle challenges and solve problems. In a rural region, you have to solve your own problems, right? So that coupled with a high aptitude and intellect tied with one of the top in terms of high school graduation and, and look at all the universities we have in the UP. I mean, you look at the, the landmass of the UP and the population of the UP and then all the educational institutions here. All that combined together creates a very resilient, innovative, and creative, hardworking mindset. If you look at the talent that's been generated in the UP and has gone out in the world and been successful, you will find a plethora of talent all over the country. That is, is the mindset. Now, when you look at Cori and what Cori's initiative, Center of Rural Innovation's initiative is, is to look at rural regions that have a huge potential to cultivate rural innovation. So they look at all this demographic, they look at the, you know, the education, they look at the, the, the robustness of the people, the broadband, the, all that combined together. And they chose us um, as one of the first 20 cohorts around the country as a, as, as a, as a, as a place to be for bunny innovation. But I really think that ties back down to our, like I said, the heritage culture um, and, and, and robustness and innovation and innovative mindset from the region, all that combined together. Um, Corey is an amazing organization that has helped us do a whole bunch of things, including, you know, capturing uh, amazing grants and, and educating us on uh, through case studies of other regions and things that people have done. They basically put together a cohort of amazing cities around the country that are rural that have similar characteristics to Marquette, taking best practices from all those regions, which thankfully we are some of those best practices with our Make It Marquette campaign and other things, and, and put together baselines and statistics that show how to be successful in rural regions. I think that the statistics, you know, they show 97% of the, of the U.S. is rural, 20% entrepreneurs. I think we're going to see a huge shift pretty soon um, now that people realize that they can work where they want and they can have this really fulfilled life in a, in a remote rural space while still being integrated with technology. And that's what Corey recognized. And we're going to continue that relationship with Corey. We just attended an event a couple months ago with them. And boy, to be connected to all those people in rural areas with the same mindset that we have, is, this is an invaluable resource. When we talk about rural entrepreneurship, is it what we imagine rural entrepreneurship to be? Is it typically agriculture? Are you talking about everything from that all the way on up to tech, high tech? So the technology we're talking about, we have a company right now that is cultivating through natural fungi and different types of organic uh, materials. They're teaching them and training them, these organisms, to remediate certain chemicals from mine sites. We're working with companies who are looking at ways to genetically modify hemp plants to produce all kinds of different things for different types of plastics and carbon fiber replacements and hundreds of different materials in that space, in sustainable tech space. We have entrepreneurs right now creating electrified mobility products that are industry leading throughout the country in terms of electrified pedal boards, electrified um, other mobility devices. We're working with um, vision systems for autonomous vehicles with a couple of large uh, man manufacturers. It it's not 
you know, you know, creating you know, innovation where you know, in agriculture, we're, we're creating very high tech innovations. We're, we have very um, sophisticated minds in our in our organization working on these on these projects. Anywhere from you know students coming from the university all the way up to you know uh, retirees who are coming back to the region with amazing ideas. Every day we we you know we're I'm just dumbfounded at the the innovativeness. And, and we also have a lot of simple products. I mean you could look at a product we just developed it's called Pause Me. Um, Pause Me is a Zoom controller. It's a Bluetooth Zoom controller. It's launched internationally. There's still a whole bunch of units. So from those types of ideas all the way up to things that will take years to develop. Uh, we've, we've got in our space right now. Leading edge, cutting edge, really exciting. Joe, can't thank you enough, Joe. Thanks for not only sharing your story, but thanks for all your good, amazing, and clearly passionate work that you're doing. So there you have it, Marquette, Michigan, one of Michigan's great centers for innovation and startups. We thank Joe Teal, CEO of the Innovate Marquette Smart Zone program for being on with us today. And thank you for joining us on Inside Michigan Business. I'm Jeff Sloan. All right, that wraps up this episode of the Inside Michigan Business Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to receive programming notifications and special event announcements by going to InsideMichiganBusiness.com. Follow us on your favorite social media platform and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Thank you for listening. <laughs>